Welcome to Real Life, the program that talks about the life of real estate in the Hamptons and beyond. The people, the places, and the things that are the pulse and heartbeat of real estate with your host, broker associate of Sotheby's International Realty, John Christopher. back to real life and this is your host john christopher and today i thought we'd expand our real estate horizons by going to the island of malta not malta rome uh, not malta rome sorry malta new york but the island of malta and i'm fortunate to have one of malta's leading managing brokers benji pasala benji how are you today i'm fine john how are you you okay I'm doing great. You know, now that I have you on the program, I'm I'm looking forward to what you have to say about Malta. Um, so let's start out. What's the weather like there today? Fantastic. Well, basically, it's um, beginning of summer here. Um, uh, very hot, about 28 degrees already. Beautiful weather, beautiful climate. Um, What's it like I, for the rest of the year? I, I mean, the climate, time. I mean... Here in the Med, the climate is is pretty much warm. So I mean, all we have probably 180 to 200 days of of sun, a little bit of rain. It doesn't rain much, so very little rain and doesn't get cold at all. So our winter is very short, probably one month. February to March is is the coldest time, and when we say cold, it's possibly about eight nine degrees during the night and 12 degrees during the day so that's our that's our winter rest of the year it's fantastic weather very sunny blue skies it sounds wonderful i can't wait to get there myself but in the meantime you're the closest uh, that i have to being there so um <laughs> before we talk about real estate and the benefits of living in malta let's talk about you did you grow up in malta yes i'm maltese born here raised here um and will never move. I love that. I love this island. Very, very small island. Um, the community here is amazing. The people are amazing. All English speaking people. Um, everyone speaks English, being under the British um, for a very, very long time. Um, uh, and everyone, everyone in Malta knows each other. So um, uh, it's easy to get favors done. It's easy to get things done. It's easy to get to places. Lovely place. So yes. Born and raised here. Has it changed much since you were a kid? A lot, a lot, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately, but I mean, things have changed. I mean, since Malta joined the, the European Union in 2004, um, uh, sort of everybody got to know about Malta. Um, the world sort of was introduced to this little island in the mid, and everyone wanted to be part of this place. So, um, uh, the economy obviously increased, the business increased, um, the industries have increased, people have been coming to retire here and live here. And um, obviously we're a very small place and it's um, there's quite a few, there's a big activity going on here. Um, a lot yeah, of I people, a lot of, lot of foreigners are coming to Malta recently. Now, when you say foreigners, where are they coming from? Everywhere. I mean, there's um, a very, very large community of uh, Scandinavians who, who love to be here and uh, are settling here permanently. Um, that's mainly because of the iGaming industry here. I mean, as you might not know, Malta is possibly the, the leader in iGaming licenses in Malta. 
So um, uh, and the, the majority of companies are Scandinavian companies. So they so they love being here. They love living here, and they they've settled here. And there's a, a large number of people who are, who are living here. I mean, all, all, I mean, also there's the aviation industry. Plus, remember, I mean, Malta is a is a tourist destination. I mean, our economy is is uh, works around tourism. Um, uh, and this uh, this year, they're, they're estimating about two million tourists to come to Malta. Um, so, for a small island like Malta, um, being, uh, I mean. A thousand three hundred square kilometers. I mean, it's, it's a twenty-seven kilometers across. I mean, that's that's the distance. I mean, from from one end to another, you can actually drive in an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes. So that's a lot of people. Right. You know, it's kind of interesting. It it almost sounds like um, here in the Hamptons we have a place called Shelter Island, which uh, I had lived on years ago. And um, it sounds very similar to that because what happens is you have this community feel that exists. So I, when you're saying about that, you know, everybody, it was the same in Shelter Island. You meet at the post office and all of a sudden you say, hey, Tom, hey, Joe, how are you? Know, exactly. <laughs> the problem here, and if, I mean, in any small place, if you do something bad, you can, you might as well immigrate because everyone will know what you've done. <laughs> So that leads me to a question: How is the safety? Is it how? What's the crime? Is there any crime in in uh, Malta? Extremely low crime, um, uh, very low crime. I mean, obviously, with the amount of of uh, of um, more people coming to live here, obviously the crime does increase, and different nationalities, different people from different parts of the world have come here to live and and, and settle down. But um, relatively, the crime in Malta is practically zero. I mean, there is no crime. I mean, it's it's right. very low, very safe. It's like, yeah, mm. it's safe. It sounds like it is. It's like in Shelter Island that uh, to get to it, you uh, you have to take a ferry. So uh, if you anything happened, you know, they call the ferry and say, "Look out for so and so." So anyway, um, are there uh, a lot of expats there coming uh, living there? Yes, um, the, the expats is 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 been. I mean, the expats has been since the eighties. We started with the with the British expats living here, settling down here, and um, and uh, they. I mean, they just keep increasing. You know, from different nationalities, they come here, they settle here, they retire here. I mean, the 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 tax programs here for for re retirees is excellent. The services as well are excellent. When you look at the government services, you look you 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 look at the health. And services, I mean, they're amazing. Um, uh, so, uh, and, then, and then you have, I mean, advantages like no property tax here. You have no council tax. I mean, you have great. It, the, the internet service is fantastic. The the electricity and water services are great. Drainage as well. So all these things put together, um, sort of attracts all these clients here and expats. It sounds very appealing. Can you explain more about the uh, residency uh, options that Malta offers? Yes, um, there are a few. Um, uh, the main one being the global residence programs scheme, which is a, a recent uh, scheme that was introduced by the government recently, whereas anyone can apply for it. Um, obviously, there's a fee. Um, uh, there's reduced taxations on income for for any individuals coming to 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 live here. 
um, uh, and they can they can ultimately end up paying fifteen percent tax um, on their income, um, um, and all they have to do is not uh, live in one permanent residence for more than one hundred eighty three days a year. I mean, most of the, the the clientele that sort of comes here to to retire and make more to their home, they don't really end up spending all the time here anyway. They end up go having a home in different places and traveling quite often. So, um, uh, but obviously when, you, when you're paying such a reduced tax, one of the, the probably lowest taxes in Europe, and I mean, it's, it, uh, it makes the place more attractive for people. Interesting. Um, I know one of the things with that is um, the ability to get a dual citizenship. In other words, besides if somebody's here in the Hamptons wants to go to Malta, they can go there and become a Maltese, uh, um, get their citizenship there. Is that uh, what's the process? Is it rigorous? Well, um, in the past, because the program has changed, um, so um, uh, the 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 number of citizenships that are given out are, are not are not uh, on the same level as they were a few years ago. Um, uh, the the amount of due diligence and the cost obviously has increased, and then they're, they're being extremely selective of of who gets a, a Maltese passport. And this it's still available if someone wants to to utilize it, but but people prefer taking another another visa program. Or, or residency scheme besides citizenship. It makes actually more sense to do that. Um, not everyone wants to have citizenship. I mean, so, yes. Okay. Um, let me ask you, how's the inventory? You know, we have uh, our inventory is low here. I don't know what it's like in Malta. Yes, I mean, we have... A bit of a problem with the with the supply and and the inventory. I mean, uh, at the moment our inventory is extremely low. The demand is extremely high. When we look at the at the rental market in Malta, um, properties come on the market and within 12, 13, half a day they get leased out. There's already a list of clients waiting to to snatch up these these properties on rental. But even sales and and uh, and high end properties in Malta when there's a new development. Um, they get snatched up within two, three months. So if there's a, a new development with 60 units still being built on plan, um, there, there's such a big demand that within a, a period of three months, they get snatched up. So we do have an over uh, an undersupply, sorry, of properties and a very, very big demand at the moment. So if, if um, I fly into Malta and I say, geez, I really love this place. Um, mm. How do you, Handle a, a first-time buyer coming into Malta. What what kind of advice do you give to them? Do you tell them, um, you show them properties, and then they say, "Well, look, I'm only here for, you know, a month. I'm flying back to wherever London, or I'm flying back to the Hamptons, etc." You know, because a lot of these people, uh, your your uh, clientele, have places, as you said, in other parts of the world. So, what do you tell them? What kind of advice do you give? We try and and. Uh make them understand that the market moves fast and, and not to take long to make a decision. Um, unfortunately, as you know, in our business, some people do not actually believe that sometimes places get sold fast. So they take their time. I mean, they do end up uh, regretting not making a decision. Um, uh, but from our end, there's not much we can do. We try and, and, and explain to them, you know, to make a, a, quick, a quick decision. And, and that, that's the most we can do. I mean, there's so much demand as well that there's limited 
and we'll have to move on to the next thing if, if, uh, if you know and and move on what you're saying basically is if you come to malta be prepared to to buy and you want to and you like malta be yes. prepared to, to put an offer in right? yes they have they have to be prepared i mean i always tell them you you need to to do some research before you come here you need to ask the right questions so you are prepared i mean the process here is really easy it's so easy that you can come here you can actually um sign up a promise of sale um uh, immediately so you can look at a property sign a promise of sale within 24 hours if you really want to um uh, so if you if you show on a property that you've seen you should move fast interesting i i noticed that there, there's a lot of waterfront construction going on in uh, salima is that uh, correct pronunciation yes. <laughs> um what's the price range of some of those apartments just curiosity um the normal price ranges are from about four thousand per square meter and if you look at uh, the the top end you're looking at about eight to ten thousand per square meter for something really really good i mean slima is probably um the place where everyone wants to invest and play at the place where everyone wants to buy the, the, the main demand is slima even if valletta is our capital city it's still slima where people want to be and that's that's mainly because of the shops and the restaurants, which are all based in that area, and the sea. The sea here in Malta is amazing, the ocean. So people want to be close to the sea where they can swim. I mean, in Malta, probably, I mean, six, seven months of the year, you're swimming in the sea. And the temperature of the water is 26 degrees and beautiful Mediterranean sea. So, I mean, people want to be close by. Right. Sounds like a win-win situation. If someone's uh, intrigued by what uh, Malta has to offer and has more questions for you, Benji, how can they reach you? Yes, they can either send me an email on benji.psyla uh, at sir.com.mt um, or else they can uh, call me on 00356-992030. Benji Pasala? It's been a pleasure having you on uh, Real Life and sharing your insights on the island of Malta. This is John Christopher broadcasting on the only NPR station on Long Island, WLIW 88.3 FM. Stay right where you are since we'll be right back with our next guest. Welcome back to Real Life and this is your host, John Christopher. And today I have with me Sierra Burmeister, who is one of Milwaukee's Southwest top agents. Hi, Sierra. How are you today? I'm good, John. How are you? I'm excellent, actually. You know, people are probably saying, Milwaukee? What are, what are we doing in Milwaukee? And I have to tell you, I was out there recently and I was totally blown away by Milwaukee. And so I think, you know, it's like one of those places that people say, I never thought about Milwaukee. So when we talk to you, Sierra, you're going to tell us all about Milwaukee and, and what it's like. But before we go there, um, let's talk about you. Where'd you grow up? I grew up 45 minutes northwest in a small town, Hartford. It has since grown, um, so it's not too far away. But I went to uh, Milwaukee UW for college, and I never, I never left. So all the things that you found to love, I've loved, and I've been there for over 10 years now. Wow, that's that's fabulous. So um, did you go into real estate after college or did you do something else? 
I did real estate in college. I was finance and real estate. And the day after I graduated college, I got my license and started at Shore West. And I haven't left. I've been doing the same thing for seven years. Wow. That, that is great. So that, that, so what motivated you? I mean, you I mean, did you have somebody in the family that was in real estate or did you meet somebody? How, how did you, you know, what led you into that? I think it was my grandma when we were young. She, my grandparents, they kind of flipped houses. They moved around a lot, but it wasn't a quick flip. It was transition, live there for a while, fix it up and then move on to the next. And when we were young, I remember my grandma always driving through open houses and leaning over saying, we should stop there and take a look. So I didn't think anything of it, but I liked going and looking at houses. And then I'm in college living the tenant life. And my girlfriend, I was in economics and finance and my, I didn't like economics. And my girlfriend's like, well, I'm in real estate. You should join this with me. My aunt's in real estate in Madison. Um, it's a good time. And I learned about the landlord tenant relationship of real estate. And I really enjoyed that route. And I didn't know what else I wanted to do when I graduated college besides real estate. So I just kind of fell into it. That is awesome. That is really great. Um, you think real estate's for everyone? No, I have had a lot of people, especially through um, after college and friends from high school that are like, wow, you have a very flexible schedule. You get to do whatever you want uh, during the week, during the afternoons. And I'm like, well, it's true, but you work every day. You have to do this every day. You have to know the market every day. So it, it is not for everyone. I am never turned off. I'm always on. But it works for me because I really do enjoy doing this and helping people. Yeah. So is that the the biggest kick is the in real estate uh, helping people? Is that where you get your kick, so to speak? Yeah. It's not about the money. It never really should be if you're going to enter this industry. It is about helping people. Uh, whether that's even commercial, I I like residential. I had the opportunity to dive more into commercial, but I like the family aspect of things and being a little more personable. That's cool. Um, so let's talk about Milwaukee. Uh, there are different areas like Lynn and Fontana. So what areas do you work in? I'm all over the board. There's certain agents that grew up, let's say, uh, North Shore, Milwaukee, Whitefish Bay, Shorewood. Uh, they have grown up there. They moved their families there. They live there. That's the market that they like to be in. I, growing up 45 minutes outside of Milwaukee, have taken over all, all of southeastern Wisconsin. So I'll even go as far north as Sheboygan. I've gone far south as Kenosha. But uh, as far as Milwaukee proper goes, I'm all over the board, wherever buyers take me, because Milwaukee is not that big of a city. It's very drivable. You could go anywhere. Yeah, but it's um, some one of the qualities that I really enjoyed about Milwaukee was the cleanliness. I mean, uh, it just seems like of all the cities I, I've been to, uh, I was surprised by that. And also, uh, it seemed safe. That was another thing. I didn't see many homeless people. Yeah, we, for being a larger city, we're, we call ourselves small walkie because you really get to know one another. We take care of each other. Wherever you move in the city, you get to know your neighbors as if you're in a small town. 
It's got a small town. Yeah, very, very different. It's got that small town aspect to it. That's interesting, you know, because in New York, uh, people live in apartment buildings and they don't even know who the neighbor is next door. Oh, it's so sad. (laughs) It is sad. I think so. You know, that's that's funny. Um, Now, you know, your office is uh, located. I stopped by your office, obviously, and and I I saw it. It seemed like it was a lot of uh, uh, townhouses or uh, are they co-ops or condos, those townhouses that I saw or just apartments? They are pretty much all apartments. There's some condos sprinkled in, in the mix of things. There's a lot of duplexes. Back when our building was built a long time ago, it was actually a like a mechanic shop. There was nothing around. There's old images of absolutely nothing built along that river. And when I started in the industry, there weren't massive apartment buildings surrounding us. So within the last four years, we've had a lot of new construction, um, all apartments. So it's really sprung up. A lot of um, younger, especially in college, kids are moving into the area and they stay there after college. So that's fascinating. Now, when you say co-ops, do they have co-op boards that you have to go before if you're selling a a co-op? There's only uh, one co-op that I'm aware of downtown Milwaukee. So no co-ops. Um, oh. Yeah, just apartments and condos. Gotcha. Oh, oh condos. Okay, I misunderstood. Sorry. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, townhouses, uh, when I was nearby Marcus um, Center, there were like these townhouses on the river. And um, at the time, I I I thought to myself, that's great. You know, they have docks. Uh, do you know the townhouses I'm speaking of? It's like, I was like, I could live there. On Edison, there's actually one for sale now and they're adorable. They are, they're kind of multi-level. There's some stairs in there, but you have different levels, views of the river. They're absolutely stunning and they're downtown. So depending on where you're coming from, that's $700,000 is one of the units that's available. That's very affordable for Milwaukee. Wow. Kind of Wow, that's very affordable for the Hamptons. Yeah, <laughs> come on <laughs> over. <laughs> I might be there. Trust me, you know. So how's how's the inventory in uh, Milwaukee? Is- like everywhere else, we are in a a very short inventory market, sellers market. We're about a one month supply, and that goes single families and condos. Wow, that's amazing. Um, where do you see a lot of your buyers coming from? I am a younger agent because I started so young. Most of my buyers and being seven years in the industry, most of them are friends and referrals. So a lot of my friends have now started purchasing their first homes. And when I started, that was the environment I wanted to surround myself around helping first time home buyers because a lot of us graduating college, we have no idea how to even start the process. So that has been one of my major ones besides uh helping investors as well a lot of my buyers are investors wow so when you say investments but let let me go back actually when you were talking about the buyers i was thinking myself what kind of advice do you give to them especially first-time buyers do they have to be on on in other words ready to to jump so to speak yeah first time in this market uh 
it's difficult. And I just tell everyone that you got to be patient. It's been a really rough market for a lot of buyers. It takes sometimes five, six offers before you finally get your home accepted. So just be prepared that you might not get the first one accepted. It might take maybe even six months before you find your first place. Um, But I've been in the industry for a while and I know agents in the industry, we all want to work together to get everyone where they want to be at the end of the day, sold or purchased. So listen to my advice and just be patient. I like that advice. Um, Speaking of investors, what are they uh, residential properties that uh, these investors invest in to rent? Is that the the thinking or are you talking about commercial spaces? Not so much commercial, actually a lot of duplexes and a lot of single families. So duplexes, Milwaukee has uh, a a lot of duplexes. And this just kind of stemmed from being an immigrant city. The downtown area was extremely dense. And then we got the trains and buses so people could move outside the city. But they wanted to build duplexes instead of just an ordinary single family to house more people in the city. So over time, we've had a lot of families purchase these uh, duplexes and maintain them as rentals. Um, so I've helped a lot of people purchase duplexes as an owner occupied until they move on to their next place. And then as far as single family homes go, our market, even though home prices have been up even $55,000 in equity over a year, Uh, Some single family homes are very affordable. So I have investors that are looking at homes priced uh, $100,000 to $200,000 for a cute little bungalow. And the rentals on those are really high. People would like to move out of apartment buildings and have a yard, have their own space away from other people. So they've been really lucrative. It's just a competitive market um, for them because everyone's looking at single family homes. But those are the two main investments I'm seeing. So is the cap rate uh, pretty uh, uh, high on these properties? In other words, they're, they're getting a good return on their investment? Absolutely. And of course, you want to keep your prices down, but you also want to maintain a home that is going to be a little more updated versus needing a lot of repairs. Single families are also good for Airbnbs, which Milwaukee is exploring a lot of different Airbnb opportunities just because it's very affordable and great for out-of-state investors as well. So they don't have any restrictions out here. We have uh, in the Hamptons restrictions on uh, how long you, not short-term rentals are uh, frowned upon. So you you don't have that issue in in, uh, Milwaukee. And I also know, I think, believe in New York City too, um, they're trying to crack down. But the the thing I, I, I thought is that, uh, you know, with Airbnb, you don't have that issue. You can just rent it. If somebody wants to come in for the weekend, it's not a problem. So far, yes. Um, there has been a lot of issues, though, because a lot of the cheaper single family homes in certain neighborhoods, nicer neighborhoods are being purchased by the out-of-state investors they're not being cared for. They're kind of falling apart. Um, so I think at some point the city will put a standard on this, but it's nothing that's in the mix right now. Condos, on the other hand, there's a lot of uh, buyers that want to purchase condos for the same aspect. Most condo buildings don't allow Airbnbs or short-term rentals. Six months to a year is kind of the minimum there. Interesting. 
So you can find people for six months uh, rentals then. For sure. Travel nurses, great idea for that. Right, right, right. Boy, uh, you have a wealth of knowledge. So if uh, people wanted to reach you, uh, Sierra, how could they uh, get in touch with you? Uh, Cell phone is the best. My number is 262-607-0215. You have an email address or do you just prefer the uh, cell? I do. The email is my first initial C, my last name Burmeister at shorewest.com. Great. Sierra, it's been a pleasure having you on the program. This is John Christopher for Real Life Broadcasting here in the village of Southampton, New York, on the only NPR station on Long Island. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at john.christopher at sir.com. In the meantime, be sure to have an awesome journey. You have been listening to Real Life, the program that talks about the people, the places, and the things that are the pulse and heartbeat of real estate in the Hamptons and beyond with host John Christopher, who also created the music for Real Life. WLIWFM's Delaney Hafner and Kyle Lynch provide production support. Thank you for joining us for Real Life right here on listener-supported 88.3 WLIWFM, Long Island's only NPR station, which you can also find on your favorite streaming apps and at WLIW.org radio.